0: Hi, today is June 9th, 2022. I'm your host, Natalie Pace. And today we're going to be talking about why bonds and dividend stocks are losing so much money. We're also going to look at growth stocks because they've been hammered this year. But did you know that they still, even with the the hammering they've taken this year, way outperformed the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So what do you do about that? We're gonna talk about all of that in just a moment. I'll be right back with many, many data points. All right, so let's get started. Why is it that the safe side of your portfolio is losing money too? Why are bonds losing money? And why are dividend stocks losing money? So let's take a look at some of the important things that we should be considering about how to protect our wealth at a time when the safe side is showing signs of distress too. You wanna be able to keep your money. The safe side is not supposed to lose money. So this is a very important thing to get right. Okay, so let's start with a few important details on the slides. So the first thing, the higher the dividend, the higher the risk, a lot of people are really ignoring this. And this is pretty important because whether it is the risk of a high yield uh, bond, and again, you know, three or 4%, you're going on taking on greater risk than you might realize, or a dividend paying stock. Now we saw with General Electric and everybody used to brag about their General Electric back in the day until they suddenly cut their dividend and then their stock headed south and within a year was down you know, dramatically. I mean, it was down overnight, it gaps down by half and then it goes down and it just stays there. So it's important for you to get it right before that kind of thing happens. And again, if you consider that the higher the dividend, the higher the risk, it makes it easy, especially when anything above 3% right now is high risk. Now, you might say, okay, well, interest rates are going up. Yes, that's actually negative for bonds. That's negative for dividend stocks too. So we're going to talk about that. So one of the problems is illiquidity. So there are two ways that this is an issue. The first thing is that bonds are having illiquidity issues. And so are Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks, which contain a lot more of the dividend paying companies. What do I mean by illiquid? Nobody wants to buy it on the other side of the table. When you don't have buyers on the other side of the table, you have to lower your price. And that's why we're seeing capital losses. And in other words, loss of principal. So again, when interest rates rise, you have, you know, nobody wants to take your low interest rate bond off your hands. And those high yield dividends, those companies may be in bigger trouble than you realize. If they get a credit downgrade, if they have to cut their dividend, their stock is going to go south overnight. It's called a gap down. You don't have a chance to protect yourself before it happens. So it's important for you to protect yourself before it happens. So again, this shows you that S&P 500 stocks, um, gold, you know, a lot of these various things here, short-term treasury bills are very liquid. It's, the problem is with the Dow Jones stocks and bonds. Now, here is another issue. This is the S&P 500 investment grade corporate bond index. And as you can see here over the last year, it's lost 10%. Investment grade bonds are only paying 2% or less right now. So you're really losing money. And again, that's with the investment grade ones. With the high yield ones, they could be losing even more. yield curve inverted, that's negative, that uh, uh, recessions are 100% correlated with the um, inverted yield curve. Why are bank stocks dropping? It was interesting because I had a coaching session with someone and she was like, she was asking me, well, I thought if interest rates go up, then banks make more money. And so I thought the banks would do well. The truth is, that's called a term premium and also interest rate risk, credit risk, uh, lack of uh, mortgage, uh, the mortgage revenue is down by a third, may even go down worse in the next quarter. So no, bank stocks go down just as fast as everything else in a recession. And right now, because of the loss of the mortgage originations um, revenue, combined with the fact that they don't get a term premium and they have this interest rate risk and credit risk, um, these are all negative for banks. So we even saw, um, you know, Jamie Dimon call uh, what's waiting for us a hurricane. We just don't know if it's a, a superstorm Sandy or how bad it's going to be. We heard um, Morgan Stanley's uh, top guy heading up the institutional. He said, that we're in for a paradigm shift and that banks could do pretty badly um, during this kind of shift, especially if the feds tighten really fast, which they've indicated they're going to do. Okay, so this is the problem again that we just talked about, low term premiums, interest rate risk, credit risk. Also... They're not getting paid on the mortgages when interest rate goes up because so many people are at a fixed rate. Now, here's one other thing I didn't mention, and that is Russian exposure. So this is a big deal. All right. So this is the term premium chart here. And as you can see, it's um, really bad. It was negative yielding in uh, 2000. And uh, pretty much all all of the time since 2000, we're starting to get a little better as interest rates rise, but in the beginning, uh, it's not that great. It hopefully will be better as we get, um, you know, get more through this uh, rising, hike rising cycle. So again, this is what I told you about uh, Ted Pick already. This paradigm shift will bring in a new cycle It's been so long since we've had to consider what a world is like with real interest rates and real cost of capital that will distinguish winning companies from losing companies, winning stocks from losing stocks. I will say a couple things. So the faster the Federal Reserve tightens policy, the more likely that there is a hard landing, a recession. And the second thing is that a rising tide tends to lift all ships. We've had a rising tide of a secular bull market for a very long time. Sinking tide tends to ground them all. So even winning stocks can lose money. It's just that the worse stocks or the bigger loser stocks are gonna lose a lot more. Um, Having said that, there've been a lot of stocks that were just overvalued that are still really good companies uh, that might be in buying range now. We'll talk about that in a minute. So credit downgrades to junk, over half of the S&P 500 is at or near junk bond status. Most people are not aware of this. The biggest problem for investors is that you do not get warning before you get the credit downgrade and you don't get warning before the dividend suspension. So again, General Electric investors love their dividends before the cut. And as you can see, once the dividend got cut, it went down and it's just stayed there. It didn't come back even when you know, the stock market went back up. So banks know that Ford is a junk bond, but do investors know this? So the reason I say that is that over the past few years, Ford has really gone up and this is a company that has a very low credit rating and a whole lot of debt. And as we enter this next cycle where consumers are starting to pick and choose what they're going to buy, combined with higher commodity prices, inflation, um, as well as supply chain bottlenecks, that doesn't bode well for the companies that are carrying the most debt with the lowest credit ratings in the auto manufacturing sector. If Elon Musk is worried about it and he's got the highest, um, you know, the fastest growth in the business. Um, then I would be very concerned about companies like Ford that are still heavily reliant. Honestly, the bulk of their sales comes still from uh, trucks and SUVs. And with gas prices so high, um, it's hard to imagine that a lot of people are going to want to buy those gas guzzling vehicles until they become perhaps electric. So, Boeing suspended its dividend in February of 2020. A rate cut to junk could cost investors even more. Boeing is at a BBB minus, the lowest level before uh, junk bond status. Now, I sh- wanted to show you this chart because this is when they uh, cut their dividend. Now, they had all the problems with those uh, airlines and the 737 MAX. And they kept buying their own stock and keeping it elevated, but once they cut their dividend, it went down. Again, it's a gap down and you can't protect yourself after it happens. You only can protect yourself before. So again, here are some of the credit ratings so that you can see. So AAA is the highest credit rating and B is the lowest. And as you can see here, We have triple Bs even in our banks. Now, what you might also see here is that of the banks, now the banks have come down a little bit, but there's one bank that's come down a lot more than the rest, and that's Citigroup. So, what's going on with Citigroup? Citigroup announced that they had 10 billion in Russian exposure, and so their stock dropped precipitously. Um, in the wake of the invasion of Ukraine, it's down 35% from its 52-week high. Now, there's a couple of things coming up that could be pretty bad for Citi, um, considering it, the amount of exposure that it has to Russia. Remember, first thing is that it's BBB+. Plus. Now, usually what would happen if it got a credit downgrade, it would be BBB and then BBB-. Minus. As you can see, Boeing is really close with that BBB minus and a negative outlook. Um, so usually, you'd have three cuts before it hit junk, but sometimes it can go, you know, from BBB plus to a BB. Now, what is going on? So the bank stress results are going to be on June 23rd after the markets close. Um, And again, the ones that could be the most at risk for that are Citigroup and Wells Fargo. Uh, During the pandemic, Wells had to cut its dividend by 80% after a bank stress test. So again, you don't get notice of this before. So June 23rd, if you have a lot of bank stocks, that's going to be a date you want to look at and see what the results are. But Actually, you want to make sure that you're protected before that date because that's going to be, you know, the following day is going to be when investors take a lot of action or overnight when they're doing it in the after hours trading. So if you wait for the headlines, it's always too late dividend rate cut, credit downgrades, pandemic, war, inflation, rising interest rates, recession. So all the ones on the bottom were having the dividend rate cut and the credit downgrades. Those are the things that could start happening. They didn't happen much last year because we had 5.7% GDP growth. The last quarter, we had a contraction. It was minus 1.5%. If we have another contraction in the second quarter, we're technically in a recession. Now, we won't know that until July 28. But again, you want to be protected. You want to be. You don't want to look in the crystal ball and then put it aside and just wait for the headlines. We've already talked about why that's the case. So better to anticipate. Again, it's not market timing. It's it's um, being properly diversified, properly protected, knowing what's safe in a world where bonds are losing money and the dividend side, your value funds usually have the dividends, um, could be losing money. So it's getting properly protected. And most importantly, rebalancing. If you haven't rebalanced recently, now is a very good time to do it. And if you don't know what rebalancing is, then you need to either read about it in my book, The ABCs of Money, or attend our retreat. It's starting tomorrow. It's a three-day retreat or get an unbiased second opinion from me where you'll get a blueprint of how you can protect yourself better. So just call us or email us info at nataliepace.com 310-430-2397. So GDP keeps getting you know, downgraded. And the interesting thing about this is that you know this was, um, 2.8% on March 16th. We're gonna get the next summary of economic projections from the FOMC on June 15th at the end of their meeting. So we'll know if they wanna cut it again. Now, if they're cutting it, the projections again, um, they they usually don't predict a recession. So I would be very surprised if they cut it and say, oh, we're gonna definitely have a recession, but, um, chances are that they, they might cut it again. And investors are not handling that well and they have been selling. So again, this is uh, the GDP by the quarter. And as you can see, the last quarter was a contraction of 1.5%, two consecutive contractions mean that we're technically in a recession. And again, it's gonna be reported July 28th at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, Now, I wanted to just take you back to the Great Recession and what happened then, because what really happened is that we started seeing distress when the mortgage banks started failing in April of 2007, but the stocks kept going up. The high was October of 2007, right? Now, again, this is another case where if you wait for the headlines, it's too late. Then in February of 2008, we had Bear Stearns problems. Um, Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy in August of 2008, and we were, didn't weren't declared in a recession until October. By then, even by the time Lehman had declared bankruptcy, we were already down about forty percent. By the time we, um, you know, we knew that we had to bail out the uh, you know, the banks, we were already down 45%. And of course, the bottom was 55% losses. So it's important for you to realize that we can, in fact, show that it's not as or have people thinking it's not as bad. So the fourth quarter of 2007, they were like, Oh, we got a little bit of a growth. First quarter, a little bit of growth. Second quarter looked pretty good. And then boom, we get hit with Lehman Brothers and we get hit with the um, biggest bailout since the Great Depression. So it's important to realize, again, you just want to make sure that you get it right now rather than waiting for the headlines. The contraction could move faster this time due to war inflation rate hikes. Um, and all the things that are happening. Remember, the faster interest rates are tightened, the higher the risk of the recession. And we had a 50% a 50 basis point rate hike at the last meeting. We're prob- expected to have one on June 15th as well. Um, it, the in- Fed fund rate could get as high or even higher than 3% this year from zero in January. That's a very, very fast tightening. So high risk of recessions. Of course no one's going to say it's 100%. But it's important to also realize that stocks usually drop before the recession is announced. We just talked about the great recession by the time the recession was announced, they had already lost stocks had already lost about 45%. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention is how, you know, I call it Fed speak, how the language changes and how that's important. So, you know, earlier this year in January, a soft landing was defined by Jerome Powell as not having a recession. Now he's calling a soft landing keeping the labor market strong. That shift, that subtle shift, is very revealing. So, What it tells me is that the feds are not, they're trying to change to say, you know, without saying it, obviously, that a recession could be on the table, but they're gonna try to keep the labor market strong to get us through this tough time because they have to tighten. They have to keep raising interest rates. So again, as a reminder, The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 55% in the Great Recession. It took about five and a half, six years to crawl back to even. If you're using a bull market to make up losses, that's riding a Wall Street roller coaster. And it was even worse in the dot-com recession because that one, NASDAQ, dropped 78%. It took 15 years to crawl back to even. There is a plan that earned gain in both of those recessions and outperformed the bull markets in between. I'm gonna talk about that in a moment, but let's talk a little bit about what's safe in a volatile high debt world. So bonds are illiquid, losing money and negative yielding. You're not being paid to take on the risk. The higher the dividend, the higher the risk, and this applies to your dividend paying stocks too. So in a year or two, when interest rates are high, you will get paid to take on risk. And in fact, you're going to get better credit-worthy stocks, shorter terms, and higher interest rates. And that's the reason why today's bonds are not attractive and are negative, yielding, illiquid, and all the problems that we're seeing. So if you just manage to keep your money and be patient about it, you can buy an Apple or a Google bond in about a year or two years that might pay you a five or six percent yield. And they're very credit they might still be very credit worthy companies. And maybe it's only they want your money for eight years instead of 35. So be patient about it and keep your money would be important. Liquidity is going to be very helpful in enabling you. There's an opportunity cost when you get sold into these long-term bonds that um, are not really paying you to take on the risk. So the five important ways to protect your wealth in today's world, is gonna be to diversify, to rebalance regularly once, twice, or three times a year, to keep at least a percent equal to your age safe. We're actually overweighting 20% safe. So if you're 50 and you overweight 20%, then you only have 30% at risk. And if that goes down by half, then you have protected most of your money and you're in a position to buy low. Now that plan is what earned gains in the dot-com and the great recession because the bonds made up for it. This time around, you have to know what to do on the safe side too. So stocks are the at-risk side that you wanna limit in um, you know, potential recession, and this time around, because bonds are a, an issue, you're going to have to worry about what's safe and how to get safe. That is tricky, but keeping your money is key, and we spend one full day on that at the Investor Educational Retreat. I also have an entire section on that in the ABCs of money. Be sure to get the fifth edition. The easiest way to make sure that you're getting the fifth edition is simply go to nataliepace.com and click on the book cover. It'll take you right over to Amazon to buy either the print edition or the um, ebook, okay? So we're almost to the end of this, but we do have a couple more very important things to remind you about safety. So this is important, again, diversify, rebalance regularly, um, you might even consider replacements for your value funds, things that might not be as vulnerable to going down because of the amount of credit risk um, on the dividend paying stocks. Um, so you got to know what you own and why. Again, if you this is confusing for you, then educate yourself, get the life math that we all should have received in high school, attend the retreat or educate yourself by getting a second opinion. I can tell you what you own. I can show you what a better plan is. And we can outline the steps that you can take to protect yourself better. Again, it's unbiased. I don't sell financial products. I sell financial education and financial wisdom. So we can, um, I have no skin in the game. All I want is for you to have the information you need to protect your wealth and be the boss of your money. So you can also get free personalized pie charts um, on our web app. You can do it yourself. Either go to nataliepace.com and just click on that button. um, And then we'll email you the links to it. Or you can email info at and um, mock up your own pie chart. And then from there, um, if you know how to mock up your holdings, then you can compare apples to apples. That's one of the benefits of the second opinion is that I will mock up your holdings into an easy to understand pie chart so that you can compare apples to apples. You can't just trust the pie chart you get from your brokerage. So rebalance regularly The nest egg pie chart system with regular rebalancing earned gains in the Great Recession, the dot-com recessions, and outperformed the bull markets in between. It also protected assets in the pandemic um, and then outperformed because we were leaning into the growth. And interesting because a lot of the fang stocks have gotten hammered, but as you can see of this chart, comparing fang stocks to the Dow, which has a lot of dividend stocks, even with the amount that they've come down, they still far outperformed the old school blue chips. So again, know exactly what you own and why. Don't have blind faith that someone else is doing it for you or protecting you. Buy and hope doesn't work in 21st century recessions. So that includes all the buy and hope products like mutual funds, target date funds, also, Um, Most brokerages, when you ask to get safe, are going to be selling you bonds or money market funds, and both of those are vulnerable. Money market funds have redemption gates and liquidity fees, and we've seen that bond funds are losing money. So right now, again, the most important thing on the safe side is to be more concerned with the return of your money and protecting and preserving your capital than the return on your money. Cause you're not getting paid to take on the risk. And if you do get sold into it, you could be losing money. So again, this is this weekend and we do have room, very limited space. It's almost full. If you'd like to join us, you better get with it. Um, and again, our, Online retreats, we're able to really have cost savings. We're one of the few things that have actually become more affordable uh, since the pandemic because we took them online and we're now able to charge much less. We used to have retreats um, in the regular pricing period that would cost people about $1,650. You're going to pay $895. And again, for most people, Protecting your wealth now, if you have a lot at risk, that small investment to protect tens, hundreds thousands, for some people, millions of dollars, it's a very smart move. All right. So we will see you hopefully this weekend. Those of you that are joining me, those of you that um, are doing this yourself, get informed, get smart. Don't wait for the headlines. We've got a lot coming up. Remember, we're going to have June 15th. We're going to have probably a 50 basis point rate hike. We'll also know uh, the projections for this year on GDP. They, won't, they probably won't say whether or not we're having a recession. Uh, the July 28th GDP report will be key because if it's negative, then we are in a recession. And of course, the June 23rd bank stress tests are going to be a big deal as well. So again, you can reach us at info at you can call us at 310-430-2397. Also, be sure to follow us on social media because I do do de- um, you know, very regular money tip updates. You can, If you're not on Twitter, you can just scroll through my Twitter feed to make sure that you get uh, the most recent information and the most recent blogs. You can also join me here on Facebook or Instagram. Um, My YouTube channel where you can listen back or watch back past webinars, my Apple podcast where you can listen back to past webinars. Um, So again, our our whole thing is adding a splash of green to Wall Street and transforming lives on Main Street. We just want you to keep your wealth and to be participating in creating and co-creating a healthy planet and a healthy life. So that's our, that's our goal. And thank you for being a part of it. All right. I'll see you again next time. As you know, I do have at least once a month, one of these webinars. So if you want to see the past ones, just go to youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace, or just click on that Apple podcast on the homepage at nataliepace.com. And you'll be able to, to listen to them. Hey, if you have to, you know, preparing food or doing something, working out, and you want to listen to it, then the Apple podcast is the right venue for you. All right, thanks again, and I'll see you soon. Oh, one last thing I forgot. Uh, There was a question that was emailed to us, and I promised I would answer it. So after reading my bank blog, someone said, so are these banks' stocks now at a buying price? And what I'm saying is probably not. So, again, if you have uh, banks in your large cap value slice and you're now overweighting an additional 20% safe, then your slices are getting smaller. So, the slice system tells you whether or not you should be selling high or adding low. And again, you know, I was hitting the, hitting the gas hard in December of, the, of 2021 saying rebalance, rebalance, rebalance. It was very close to the market high, the market high was the first week of January and rebalancing at that high and capturing those gains is a big part of a healthy strategy. Again, it's once, twice or three times a year. It's not rocket science, it's not a PhD in economics and it definitely isn't time consuming, but um, again, So with regard to those bank stocks, let the pie chart slice system inform you. The slice is too small, then yes, you could add a little bit more, although I probably do it in a fund that's got other industries as well, not just banks. And then um, if you have a slice that's way too big, it's still telling you sell high now. Now, if you have it rebalanced in um, a year or two, you probably still have some slices that are too big, especially if you're going to be overweighting safe. All right. I hope that answers it. And that's it for today.